Well, good morning, everybody. Hope you're all well. Uh, just a few notices before we start our service. Um, I'm sure you know, and it's been announced, I'm sure, when, whilst I've been away, that Jenny's funeral is on Tuesday, uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh, the Thanksgiving service is at 1 o'clock here in church, and then there's the committal at the Creme for Close Family and Friends. That's 2 o'clock, and then the wake is after that. Uh, when family come back in the hall um, after the creme service, so that's that's all happening on Tuesday, this coming week. Do uh, do be. Let's pray. In fact, let's pray for the family now, shall we? As they prepare, particularly for that service, let's pray for uh, Jenny's family. Father, we uh, lift to you uh, David and uh, his children, Mandy, Chris, Peter, and Gareth, as they prepare for the funeral. And Lord, we particularly lift David to you uh, there in Rabbrook Nursing Home. Uh, We pray your presence would be known and felt by him, uh, that you would comfort him with your love, and that you would be with his children uh, and their families and, of course, friends and uh, church friends too, as we gather here on Tuesday. Uh, We pray that you would fill this place with your love, as we remember Jenny with joy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, please note, next Sunday, it's the first day in the month, but because it's August, we're just going to have uh, 10 o'clock services throughout August, so uh, no 9 o'clock said service next Sunday. It's just the one 10 o'clock service next week. And, of course, this is a said communion as well, so uh, uh, please note, uh, no words or um, words on the screen or songs, and there will be a much shorter talk at this service. And you do need one of these if you haven't got it, which I think you have. And so let's start by saying the prayer of preparation together, which you'll find on page one. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. So we come before God to confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and peace with all. So let's, before we say these words, just have a moment of quiet uh, with God.
um, as we pray together. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you. Pardon and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now, if you'd like to, or able to stand, we're going to say the Gloria together. So do stand if you're able. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Please do be seated. The Collect for the Eighth Sunday after Trinity. Lord God, your Son left the riches of heaven and became poor for our sake. When we prosper, save us from pride. When we are needy, save us from despair. That we may trust in you alone. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now Sandra is going to bring us our Bible reading. The reading this morning is taken from Ephesians chapter 5, beginning to read at verse 31. It's on page 1176 of the Church Bibles. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. 
Sandra. I'm going to read a little bit more of that passage because um, uh, Sandra's read towards the end, but I'm going to read from verse 21 just to fill that reading out a little bit more. So Paul says from verse 21, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the saviour. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, people have never hated their own bodies, but they feed and care for them, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. It's a very challenging reading, isn't it? And uh, I have to say there's no way I can adequately um, explain, explore, expound this passage in a five-minute talk, and I'm not going to attempt to do that because I won't, I won't do it justice. So if you want to hear my sermon, either you're going to have to come back for the 10 o'clock, which is where I will preach the sermon in its fullness, um, or if it's being recorded, um, you can listen to it a little bit later, or if you'd rather a written version, uh, I can send you that by email. So either of those um, would be fine. But um, what I'm going to offer um, is some points. I know Ivan does points to ponder, doesn't he? So I'm going to offer you some points to ponder on this, on this reading because uh, it is a, a very, there's some tricky stuff in here. Um, and I, I don't want to treat it wrongly in a, in a very short talk. So I'm just going to literally offer you some points to ponder. But then as I say, if you want to hear the, the, uh, the talk proper, as it were, uh, that's at the second service. So here's some questions uh, for you to ponder, uh, either now or later. I wonder, how do you feel the institution of marriage is viewed in our contemporary society? There's a question for you. How do you feel the institution of marriage is viewed in our contemporary society, in our society that we live in today? There's one question, big question. Another big question. When you read these words in Ephesians 5, I wonder what is your reaction? And there's all sorts of reactions people have to these words. It may be surprise. Uh, it may be delight. It may be horror. So I wonder how you react to these words of Paul. Uh, Paul is, of course, he's addressing the marriage relationship. That's what he's doing. Uh, he's talking about how wives are to treat their husbands and the husbands are to treat their wives. So um, in verse 25, he says this. He says to husbands, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. 
And so, if you are a husband in this room, let me ask you a question. How are you to love your wives? That's where you have to do a bit of digging and see what Paul is saying. And then in verses 22 and 23, so the verses before that, uh, Paul addresses the wives. And he says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the saviour. And so the next question then, of course, is if you're a wife, how are wives to love your husbands? Again, that's where you need to do a bit of digging and thinking. And then we have, of course, the very thorny word, submission, that uh, comes into this reading. And again, this is a question to ponder. I wonder if wives would be more comfortable submitting to their husbands in the way Paul is describing if we as husbands were able to consistently love our, uh, love our wives as Christ loves the church. It's a big question. I'm going to say that again because it's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I wonder if wives would be more comfortable submitting to their husbands in the way Paul is describing in this reading if we as husbands were able to consistently love our wives as Christ loves the church. And then finally, he brings it all together uh, with these verses at the end of the reading, verses 32 and 33. He says, this is a profound mystery. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And so I'll finish this brief talk, stroke, pondering, whatever you want to call it, with this thought. God didn't just look around creation and think, how can I give a good example of my loving relationship with the church? How can I do that? He didn't think just of a, a good example. He went one better. And he gave marriage as an enacted and living parable for all the world to see just how God relates to humanity. And so my prayer is that you and I may live out that kind of love in this world too. Let's pray. Father, give us that kind of love, we pray. If we're married, love for our wife or our husband. If we're not married, love for those around us. Father, fill us with your agape, self-sacrificial, self-giving love so the world may come and believe. In Jesus' name. Amen. And so we're going to stand again, if you're able, and we're going to proclaim what we believe, who we believe in, as we proclaim the creed on page three. So do stand if you're able.
as we say these wonderful words together. And so we proclaim, we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. And for our prayers this morning, we're going to use Form B, which you'll find on page 33 in your booklet. So it's Form B, uh, towards the bottom left of page 33. In the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you promised through your Son, Jesus Christ, to hear us when we pray in faith. Strengthen Michael, our Bishop, and Sarah, our area Bishop, and all your church in the service of Christ, that those who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless and guide Charles, our King. Give wisdom to all in authority, and direct this and every nation in the ways of justice and of peace, that we may honour one another and seek the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give grace to us, our families and friends, and to all our neighbours, that we may serve Christ in one another and love as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind or spirit. And in a moment of quiet, let's lift to the Lord those we know who need his touch at this time.
give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear us as we remember those who have died in the faith of Christ. According to your promises, grant us with them a share in your eternal kingdom. Rejoicing in the fellowship of all your saints, we commend ourselves and the whole creation to your unfailing love. Amen. And so we go to share the peace with each other. Uh, I remember doing this uh, in a way that respects other people if they would uh, rather share it with a little bit of distance. Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's share God's peace with each other. We're going to use prayer H, which will find on page 15 of your booklet. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord. It is right to praise you, Father. Lord of all creation, in your love you made us for yourself. When we turned away, you did not reject us, but came to meet us in your Son. You embraced us as your children and welcomed us to sit and eat with you. In Christ you shared our life that we might live in him and he in us. He opened his arms of love upon the cross and made for all the perfect sacrifice for sin. On the night he was betrayed, at supper with his friends, he took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His body is the bread of life. At the end of supper, taking a cup of wine, he gave you thanks. And said, drink this, all of you. 
This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in, as you do it in remembrance of me. Father, we do this in remembrance of him. His blood is shed for all. As we proclaim his death and celebrate his rising in glory, send your Holy Spirit that this bread and this wine may be to us the body and blood of your dear Son. As we eat and drink these holy gifts, make us one in Christ, our risen Lord. With your whole church throughout the world, we offer you this sacrifice of praise and lift our voice to join the eternal song of heaven. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. And so as our Saviour has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this, your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. And so we continue our custom of taking the bread from here, and the wine from either side, and the non-alcoholic wine will be on that side of the church, and we take it back to our seats and then share together.
And so let's pray together this prayer, together on page 17, after communion. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. And so may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and be, be with you this day and always. Amen. And so we go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of